while the holy spirit you can say is a spirit of excellence he perfects that which concerns us so we may not find things to be perfect in our life but that doesn't matter because he perfects and we strive for that perfection what matters is the state of our heart for example the videos the live broadcast that we have is not exactly synced the audio and the video may not match as i wanted to match them and I, as i wanted to sync them but it serves its purpose and that's what i heard from god there are things that i could do to make it sync better but i have not had the time to fix it and the opportunity also but i will do it but what i'm saying is that all that is important fixing that is important what but what is more important is the state of your heart and my heart towards god are we seeking him like i said before we do not come here on sunday to relieve ourselves of any guilt of not coming for sunday service no it should be a privilege a joy to come and worship him with other believers hey like i said i'm teen times before this is not a funeral there should be joy in your faces there should be gladness of heart don't let your own agendas your own competitiveness rob you of that and i'm telling you they do just that that the things that you have said will make you betray jesus like jesus did not your plans not your agenda but as well seek him with all your heart hallelujah hallelujah continue worshiping Father, I surrender all of us completely into your hands once again. And I pray for a deep revelation of your of the truth of your word, Lord, in our lives, Lord. Just continue meditating on this word even after this sermon and this teaching to understand what you have purposed and planned for us. to get a full revelation so that it bears fruit in us a hundredfold in Jesus name i pray amen last week i spoke to you about spirit salvation that's the name of the talk anyway um but i you i wanted you to understand that god judges us by our spirit if we're born again yes and i explained that we may sin but all that is covered 
In the last week talks and it's covered by the blood of Jesus in 1 John 1 9 it says what if you sin he is able to forgive us yes leave it at that yes now today is a teaching actually but I don't have anything up there um, but so I want you to turn to your Bibles and um, I want you to understand what God is actually saying do you understand and to make this more effective, um, I want one of you to read the scriptures. You can alternate, yes? Hallelujah. Okay. So, <clears throat> you can all follow that in your Bible also. Yeah? And this might take a little bit longer because yesterday and day before yesterday for Hebrews and Dawah, I had this, this talk. And for Hebrews, I covered the first part, which is more than an hour. And so I thought I'll continue the second part until when I did that, it was more than an hour. And there is still more. So I don't want this sermon to go to three or four hours. Maybe it'll just be half an hour. But I want you to watch what I taught in Hebrews and Dao. And we're just going to read the scriptures to make... You understand that it is in the Bible. This is what the Lord has purposed in his heart. And this is what he means when he says, He, his purposes. Do you understand? I, I'll explain through scripture. Yes? So, this is not a message of condemnation. It is actually good news for those of us who have our hope deferred. That means put away. It is now faith, not tomorrow's faith or next year's faith. It is for those of us who are heavy laden with guilt and grief, with the mistakes we have made, Knowingly or unknowingly. We need to have a revelation of God's unconditional love for us. Unconditional means what? Your mistakes don't matter. But understand that there are the good, the bad and the ugly. It's not just a movie. Yes? And... Hopefully, we'll have time to make you understand through the scriptures what that is, what God means by that, yes? So, we all need the revelation of God's purpose for our lives because at the end of our life, we'll meet Jesus if you are in Christ and He should say, well done, my faithful servant, my good and faithful servant, yes? So, that is our purpose. Me not doing what I'm purposed to do and doing what Anshu's purpose to do will not matter anything to God. So don't look at other people's ministry and say, I want to do that. I want to. It's good that you want to do that, but God has a purpose for you. Just like your fingerprint is different from others. Do you understand? We need to know that, yes? What does God mean by those who are called by His purpose? It includes full restoration 
even if we have made or com- made a mistake or committed an error is a restored purpose is full restoration when god does that work in us there'll be no lack no setback the abuses that we suffered won't matter nothing life can throw at us is greater than the power of the blood of jesus amen amen we are a new creation in christ yes that means what the old no longer exists so don't go back to that past when you're saved you are a new creation yes and you will read if god allows us paul said i have wronged no man how can paul say that how dare paul say that when before he became paul he was soul yes and he committed murder he was in charge of the witnesses who stoned stephen and persecuted the christians and god had to appear to him and even there god gave him a choice it's not that god magically miraculously zonked paul and he fell from the motorcycle he was riding in do you understand yes god said why are you persecuting me and paul immediately recognized that it was god speaking because he answered who are you lord because he didn't understand that from the scripture who are you otherwise he would say yes god that is the difference in the old and the new covenant so he said i don't recognize this who are you god and lord yes he understood this was god in the lord identified himself as whom i am jesus whom you are persecuted your persecution your persecuting what is it his what is his persecution anything that is not against god is source of his persecution yes but he's saying you got it wrong you understood the covenant wrong i am jesus whom you are persecuting and he says it's hard to kick against a goat <laughs> you're doing a stupid thing and paul had a choice he could have said to god okay you go your way call it lead to that i'll go mine and i'll go end up in damascus i'll take christians and hackle them he could have done that but he didn't and saul became paul yes so we are a new creation understand that in christ the old is gone that's why we are a new creation you are a new creation when you were born in before that did we joe and no Vijay and um, Ranjit, no, Megan. She's a new creation. Do you understand? Even Jake, where are you? Oh, okay, there, there you are. And Abigail, they're all new creations. You can look at it that way. But in Christ, we are another creation, a newer creation. Just like that, this is different. We are something new. we are born again so the old doesn't matter do you remember before you were born then why do you remember why you who you were in christ 
before you were born again. This is weird when you think about that. The devil will try and do his best to make you remember your past. As one preacher said, when he does that, remind him of his future. Do you understand? Oh, you can do what I say. When I see the devil, I say, just lay down because you're dead. Because you can't touch this. And I sing that. Yes? Look at me. Okay, I'll go bother somebody else. Yes? Do you understand that? Yes? That is how we stand strong in the Lord. Yes? Stand fast in the freedom for which Christ has set us free. Instead of all these emotional tears and baggage that you carry around. That is nonsense. It's weird, actually. It's just the devil trying to hinder you receiving the truth. Because if you're blinded by these emotions, you will not receive the truth. That's why I'm telling you to be clear-headed when I'm speaking this. Yes? So, so, let's go to Romans 7, 24 to 8, Romans 8, 2. When Paul wrote this letter to the Romans, Paul didn't write chapters and verses, did he? No? All that was put by man, yes? So this is an expression of the thought that was given to Paul, the apostle, by the Lord. Yes? Do you understand? Yes? Do you write your emails and letters and chapter in chapters and verses if you do speak to me i'll pray for you yes do you understand yes you do that no okay okay i thought you said you did yeah that's why i was looking at you yeah anyway let's read from romans 7 24 8 to 2 a um, romans 7 24 8 um to romans 8 verse 2 O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, with flesh the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Yes. So was Paul writing this when he was saved? When he was born again? Yes. Yes. Was he writing about the wretchedness he faced before he met Christ or after he met Christ? Huh? After. So... He's including that as his born-again experience. And his, his experience says what? With my mind, which is renewed by the word of God, yes? Otherwise, it'll go its own way, yeah? Like when you have a fridge, you set the thermostat. Yes? And you say you want it um, 18 or 19 degrees. Do you understand? And then the compressor works that way. So the word of God sets that for you, builds up the walls for you. Am I clear? So Paul is saying, even though I do that, more than you, he says, you couldn't read the Bible, yes? 
And says, even though I do that, I have this struggle. With my mind, I want to serve the Lord. But I find myself doing things I don't want to do. I spoke about the chocolates last week, yes? And he's continuing, who will save me from this stupidness? Doing Hebrews, Steve read, oh, wretched man I am. I said, oh, yes, amen, you are wretched indeed. He looked at me like, my pastor just called me wretched? No, did you understand? I thank God, it doesn't stop it. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, I am saved. Now, because of that, you're wretched no longer, are you? And that is why it says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That is one category. In Christ Jesus, there's another category. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the spirit. Both categories are in Christ Jesus. Remember I said good, bad and the ugly, yes? Yes, those who are in Christ Jesus who walk according to the Spirit. You have no condemnation. Because God judges you by your Spirit. That is what I was speaking about last week, yes? Do you understand? If you, if you feel condemned because of this message, I'm telling you, you got it wrong. I am not trying to condemn you. Neither is Christ or God or whatever. You feel, if you feel condemned, that is the devil. Understand. Understand this. And hopefully you will get a revelation of this from God, from the scriptures as we continue this teaching. Yes? So with my mind, I serve the law of God. Yes? Remember, this is Paul speaking. He knew the law of God, yet he had to ask, Who are you, Lord? So that means, what is in the new covenant is included. Yes, am I making sense this way? Yes, with my mind, I won't do that. But, he says, but with the flesh, the law of sin. He identifies that thing that is pulling away from the law of God as sin. And he said, who will save me? This is after he got saved. Just thank God through Christ. That means what? Not only is your past forgiven, your present sins are taken care of by the blood of Jesus through Jesus Christ. That is not a license for you to sin, but it's a hope for us. In 1 John 1, 9, it says what? Again, I'm asking you, if you do not know, look it up. Do you understand? I'm not going to go into that scripture at all. Yeah? But you understand. Today, I want to speak to you about that, but continuing on that. Can you read Romans 8, 28 to 30? And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. 
moreover whom he predestined these he also called whom he called these he also justified and whom he justified he also glorified okay just so that i am clear with my pronunciation and my accent i try my best to say it how you say it is but i might say predestined okay because that's what i'm used to i will not i may not say predestined i'm not saying that's right or wrong yeah because yesterday and therefore i mentioned this as predestined but when you leave it to me and i think i without thinking i'll say predestined so you understand what that means yes so just so that i'm clear on this but here and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love god yes does it say those who love god or does it say those who love our father that means is generic that's what i want you to understand i was ministering a couple of days ago to a man whose grandson committed suicide and he was saying that all things work together for the good of those who love god because i love god my daughter loved god whose son committed suicide so this must be god's plan i said no i'm sorry this is not god's plan god did not want your grandson to die that is not god's plan but no he would not accept that he was justifying that so i had to explain to him he he told me well you know if god doesn't want people sick why are there people in the hospital who are sick why can't you go heal them all because i said i have to do what god tells me if god tells me to go heal then i'll do that and god told me to go heal in the case of ranjith and he's healed he's sitting here looking at me yes do you understand so he said that that means what god doesn't want to heal those people i said no god knows i'm a human we must pick our battles then the lord gave me an example to tell him when jesus had to preach to the multitudes he used simon's boat am i right yes jesus was in our class what what he's not the elohim class he's not god of spirit yes but he that god came to our class yes and he said follow me yes so he was totally human yes yet here was a need to preach preaching is good that is what he came for you can say that yes the gospel yes so why didn't he then do what superman did in the movie superman the new one yeah the man of steel or the man of cotton or whatever it's called yes yes johnson he floated up in the air and everybody ha oh, who is that because it's not humanly possible to do that why didn't jesus do that he could have done that why didn't he then magically miraculously just instead of saying the words just convey the thoughts in waves and it reaches those people who are not wearing tin foil hats yes yes i'm joking but you understand what i'm saying why didn't jesus do that instead he said simon give me a boat then people say oh the acoustics in the water made his voice louder and all, all that is there 
you can talk about that but the fact is jesus knew his humanity and he wanted the boat why he didn't got, he didn't want the crowd to push him into the water maybe i don't know that's what i'm thinking yeah do you understand yeah he'll go back and back and finally he'll be in the water yes so instead of that he said okay it's better i get in the boat yes so he got in the boat and then when he got off the boat he made sure that the boat fulfills its purpose it got fish do you understand but he preached from the boat why because he knew he was human just like that god knows i'm human that i need rest what god tells me to do i will do if he tells me to go to each and every hospital and pray for the sick i'll do that but if he doesn't i have to do what he says because that is what i'll be accountable for for so when you say we know all things that work together for the good it's not a fairy tale you must understand exactly what it means yes so it says for those who love god all of you love god yes but there is a step for for further than that yeah for those who are the called according to his purpose that is possible only for those who are born again i'm talking about this covenant that is the purpose of our father in heaven that is a step beyond god because you will not know your purposes you will not your calling your calling is in what in papadamore or in christ i'm asking you in christ yes If it's in Papadam, come to me. I'll eat the Papadam and I'll pray for you, yes? Hey, aren't you? That was a joke. You can laugh, yes? I'm not criticizing any of you. I'm not pointing the finger at you. If a finger is pointed at you, it's either, the God, either God or the devil. You decide, yeah? <laughs> not me, yeah? But if it's a scripture that's pointing out things in your life that is not from God... understand is god yes do you understand the devil builds brings what guilt condemnation and shame god but god restores our purpose and that is what today's talk is about that is what today's teaching is about yes so <clears throat> those who love god we all love god yes then we are called according to his purpose get that into your mind because some people think okay he's a pastor therefore he's fulfilling his calling i am not sure about myself am i not fulfilling my calling does the calling only involve apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers or does it include doctors does it include nurses does it include pilots does it include housewife does it include alawladis like you yes that's why you need to be derascalized yes yes it does because among the alawladis as paul said i was chief but god did a work on me and he's still doing a work on me Like my old principal said, this diamond 
that was you has been cut when you were in college you were a diamond all right but uh, <laughs> this guy almost kicked me out second week yeah do you understand that's how, how much i was a diamond yes but then he called me again to start his new college i asked him why he did that he said before you were a diamond that was uncut now someone or something has done a marvelous job in your cut do you understand and before he left india he because he was swiss he was he told me take care of my daughter i'm entrusting her care to you there all the other people said oh he'll take care of her but he said to me take care of her i trust you the person i was because i said i was an alawladi in chief yes he would not trust his daughter in the same continent do you understand she was much younger to me but do you understand that is what jesus does to us amen so you passed is your best yes you love god yes and get it through your head that you are called according to his purpose even though you are not a pastor or a preacher or evangelist there is a purpose for which god has made you and you called to that amen you'll understand this more as i teach on this yes just because you call doesn't mean that you follow through just because you have a so factory in your village doesn't mean that you are clean do you understand again i'm not pointing my finger at anyone if my finger points that's because i speak in actions here be okay i'm not it's because i said you are not clean i don't mean her yeah do you understand yes do you understand yes there is no condemnation i have to say this why because people think i'm talking about them how did pastor know did the lord tell him or did someone else do that are you dancing rabbi or you're not rabbi you're rabbi your name is what oh rabaka what is your name rabaka no rabaka rabbi yes okay so stop dancing him while i'm preaching yes so again so you're all called according to God's purpose fulfill that purpose and it's it is never too late we'll understand that remember this word purpose that is where the devil works at misleading the believers because first thing he'll say you are not called or you're not walking second thing he says you made a big mistake therefore the purpose passed you but i used to believe that i used to think oh god had called me to reach out to the youth and he had gave me given me a vision and on that vision i wrote down i gave it to my pastor and i should say he's still preaching he's still praying about it because he said he'll pray and get back to me in a day still praying i used to say that but god told me no that purpose if you're willing if i'm willing god will restore that and more amen so it doesn't matter because 
he, my pastor, I'm not saying he's bad or good or anything like that. He's not bigger than the blood of Jesus, is he? <laughs> Do you understand? Hallelujah. And Jesus is he, is the one that called us. Yes? Now, we're going into the second part. You need to understand this. And I've also taught about this in the teaching called the circle of life. But here it says, for whom, in verse 29, Romans 8, 29, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined, yes, to be conformed to the image of his son. Yes, you can read all that later, yes. But what is foreknowledge? Is it after birth or before birth? Is it after Megan was born? I'm talking from God's point of view, not your point of view. Or before Megan was born. Before Megan was born. I have had this vision. I think I shared with you. It was a long, long time ago. Where I was standing in, I was in outer space. I was not in a spaceship or anything like that. I was just looking at the earth and the earth was the size of a basketball. That's how big the earth was. And it was a globe, not like a chapati. Yes. Yes. And then I looked and there was Jesus standing there. And behind me, I knew was heaven. But in the dream, I knew I was not dead. I, I belonged to the earth, but I was having a vision. And I was looking at Jesus. He looked at me. He looked at the earth. And he looked at me again. Then when he looked at me again, I sense a sadness, which I can't describe. It's deep sorrow and sadness. This vision I had after 2004, before 2007, somewhere in between. And uh, I was like, in my head, I thought, why is he sad? There was no tear, but I could sense he was visibly sad. Then he said to me, will you come back to me? Will you come back to me? That is the question. Will you fulfill that purpose? Or will you, when you ascend to earth, say, oh, my body, I'll do what I want. I'll go my way. God knocked Paul out from his motorcycle. He got back and started riding again. Um, these are my words, yes? You will not find the word motorcycle in the Bible, yes? Yes? Okay. Do you understand? So God knew who Megan was before she was born. We need to understand that from the word, from the Bible. And that is when God wrote down his purposes for us. So what we do against his purpose, if we come back to him, he will restore. It doesn't matter what you do before Christ. And even after Christ, in military terms, there is a wall. That means what? You're away without official leave. I say that, okay, I'm in the military. If I was in the military and I go to Switzerland, I say, okay, I want to see Switzerland. I don't care what the military does. And I go. 
though I am in the God's army, when attendance is taken, I am not there, am I? Jesus said, call the disciples and Peter. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, be careful about understanding the Bible traditionally or denominationally. Because I was speaking about a verse which included workmanship. Oh, they all said workmanship. Ah, no, I said, no, it's not workmanship taught on the denomination. There's a reason for that being there, that word, and you must understand it for that reason, for that context. Not traditionally, not to make you feel good or bad. Because that is emotional. What God has is a revelation. And that brings joy, will strengthen you, yes? So coming back to this, there are two categories. Those whom he knew beforehand. I explained that. And those whom he did not know. Which are you then? Don't answer me. I'm not asking this as a strict question or for you to answer. Do you understand? You're all, from what I can see, from what I know, and from what I've told me, you're all those whom he foreknew. But how do we know there are two categories? Go to Genesis. Oh, what is knowledge? We will go to Genesis 4.1, yes? Genesis 4.1, read that if you're there. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore uh, Cain. That's enough. Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, yes? This was not a Zoom meeting or a Skype meeting or a telephone call. Yes, if that happened and she conceived, then Adam would have trouble like Joseph did. An angel would have to appear to him saying, don't worry, this is from God. Yes, but that didn't happen, did it? That is the knowledge to us to make things short. Those who... He foreknew, God foreknew is those whom God has created. God has created you. Amen? Amen. As ugly as all of you are, you will understand that. What I mean by that? Yes? God has created you, yes? Don't worry, you're not ugly, yeah? I said that to one congregation that is not this church in the earth. <gasps> We're ugly, no? no? You must understand what is meant by this. Remember, I said they're good, bad, and they're ugly, yes? And if you're ugly, there's hope, yes? Hallelujah? Hallelujah. It's not in Kutikora, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you read um, Genesis 3.15? Remember, two categories? Who are the two categories? If you're there, you can read it, yes? And I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Yes. So, there is the woman's seed and then there is the serpent's seed. The woman's children and the serpent's children. Remember, for every truth, there is duplicity. So, when you see Things like, oh, they are serpentine. Don't believe that. You need to know from the Bible what that means. But 
here all you need to understand is that there are two categories yes so for example when you are royalty what do they say about you you have red blood or blue blood blue what does that mean are you serpentine there's a reason for all this just like there are reason for the nursery rhymes some of them were codes to understand now we call them nursery rhymes but again if you want to know more about that i've spoken more about that in hebrews and dav yes so now we come back to this and we are going to talk about the good the bad and the ugly yes because i all i called you all ugly yes yeah forgive me for that don't hold that against me yes but you must understand this to the script with the, what the scripture says can you go to uh matthew 13:23 that is the good if you want to know what is good go to matthew 13:23 if you're there you can read that but he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold some 60 some 30 ah that means if god says it i believe it and i'll do accordingly yes this is a good we all want to be the good yes we all want to bear fruit a hundredfold yes menu yes okay you understand we all aimed for that we not there yet even though we pretend to be that is a facade but god wants reality you understand that yes so be honest with god say this is what's bothering me to do you understand but when god talks to you and say something to correct you don't challenge him Paul did not challenge God Jesus when he was when he revealed himself to you understand when Jesus revealed himself to me I did not challenge Jesus I know <laughs> I knew better I understood better that was a vision given to me don't like I said don't expect that same vision maybe God will give you that maybe because you need that maybe you don't need that I needed that because i wasn't going to believe any man no matter what they said <laughs> do you understand so i cried out cried out to god said jesus if you're real make yourself known to me do you understand i remember that even though my at that time my pastor said okay if you if you say confess this and that jesus is lord you will be saved So I said, okay, I'll say Jesus, Lord. I knew I wasn't saved at that time because I wanted to see what would happen. In the next session, I expected angels to come down and minister. <gasps> all these things, all I felt was like vomiting. So I said, this is not God. And I wanted to say that to my sister and to my wife. And over the dining table, I said, I cannot accept your Jesus as Lord. And then he appeared to me. and the scripture that saved me because he right 
as I said it, my sisters started quoting 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he who knew no sin took upon him, like became sin for us. God made him sin for us. Do you understand? There was cuts. Do you understand? At that time, I, I got my answer. Like that, God is speaking to you, many of you. Listen to him. Don't, don't mock him. Do you understand? Yes? So, where was I? The good, yes. I'm good, I know. Yes. We all want to be good, yes? Who are the bad? Go to 1 Corinthians 5, 10 to 11. If you're there, can you read that? Yeah. Yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters. Since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or drunkard, or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. Yes. This is Paul speaking about people in the church, not in the world. And he's saying, I'm not going to go through this, but he's saying, don't even eat with them. If they're called a brother, or if they think they're saved. Do you understand? That is the bad. You're not in, the, in that category. Because you're here. Do you understand? So don't let the devil condemn you into thinking you're in that category. No. But then, who are the ugly? I said all of you, yes? But here's what Jesus said to those of you, not on me, who are ugly, yes? I'm talking to you. <laughs> yes. He's, which planet are you? Were you in? Okay, okay. So, what did Jesus say? Go to Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes. Come to me. Come to me. For those of us who are the called, according to his purpose. Come to me. Am I making sense? She said, come to me. I'll make that ugliness that you think that you are and restore that the beauty that I created in you without a beauty parlor. Amen? Oh. Are you smiling? Okay. Do you understand? That is the inner beauty, not the outer beauty. That is what Paul is talking about, braided hair and all that. It was doing his time. Now if you have braided hair and you have hair and pigtails and full of oil, I'll call you Minu. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Do I need to conduct an inhaling routine because of that? No, 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 okay. Are you sure? Yeah, okay, okay. But you know what I mean. When it's in your heart, yes? 
If you find your heart is not right, then God will restore that. Hallelujah. So stop condemning yourself. Come to him. All you labor. Because labor was introduced to human beings as a result of the curse. God introduced what? Toil, sweat, labor, pain, death. More things. Yes, as a result of the case of, of the curse, of the fall of man. He did not curse man. Yeah, I explained that. Uh, do you understand? But come to me all you labor and are heavy laden with what? With guilt, with your mistakes. Maybe you had an abortion. Maybe your marriage is not where it ought to be according to the word. Come to him. He will restore. That is our Jesus. That is our God. He's that good. That is the meaning of the word purpose. So if you think you're ugly, God says another thing about you. Do you understand? God says you're not. I explained that you are what? Spirit, soul and body. Yes. So I'm talking about God's plans and his purposes. So in those days, in the days prolonged, in, the, in those days before you were created, long, long time ago. Yes. You're not that old. He wrote all the plans down in a book. Yes. Nowadays, he will use tablets. Yes. Android or Apple, I don't know what he uses, but I'm joking. But you understand, he wrote down what he has purpose for you in his book. And no one can take that away from him. So we'll, we, we will go through scriptures. Psalm 56 verse 8. Let's start with that. Psalm 56 verse 8. You number my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? Yes. Are they not in your book? You number one, my wanderings. What does that mean? You're wandering away from him. Do you understand? You're not going as he purposed. And your wandering away from him will cause what? Tears. And those tears, he has bottled them up. It's not tears in the rain as, you know, you find... Uh, in, in a movie, but uh, I, I'm not going to go into that. But do you understand? Is Why tears in the rain? Because the rain has raindrops. And if you cry in that, you don't know the difference. God knows. He's bottled your tears. Amen. And in the end, he said what? He'll wipe away all tears. In the book of Revelation. But here... You number my wanderings. You put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Not only does he collect the, those tears, he writes down in his book. And I believe that ink that he uses there are your tears. But God is saying, he's got this. Amen. Come back to me. That means nothing happens by accident or is a coincidence. Do you understand? From the word you need this to understand this. Otherwise, you will mistake this message as hyper grace or grace or wrong grace or what. That's why you need to understand. 
That's why sometimes I may go longer than the normal. But you need to understand through the word, yes? So you read Psalm 56 verse 8, yes? Read Psalm 69 verse 28. Were you sneaking away? Is he not sneaking away? <laughs> Psalm 68, uh, 69 verse 28. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not written, not be written with the righteous. So here we have the book of the living, yes? Who is the mother of all the living? Eve, after she fell. Just understand this. But there is another book, yes? And go to Psalm 139, 16. 139, 16. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they, are, they all were written. Yes. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Yes. That means before you came to your mother's womb. Because after you are in the mother's womb, there are days. How do you know that? Because when someone is pregnant, within nine months usually, they give birth. So nine months is how many days? I don't tell me, but you understand what I mean by that, yes? So before those days were, before you entered into the time, that means you were without before time. That is eternity, yes? God lives in eternity, yes? Do you understand? God knew you and he wrote them down where? In his book. How you will be? Do you understand? How you are going to be formed? Meaning that could include whether you're African, American, Antarctican or whatever. Do you understand? And I use this example. Around uh, 2008, Samuel was in the Lutz hospital. This is before his surgery and everything, right before that. He was in the hospital for about a week, a little bit longer. So I was with him. I do not know if you remember that. Yeah. So the nurses, the head nurse asked me, are you a doctor? I said, no, but I can diagnose things for you. If you believe that, that is your problem. Yeah. But do you understand? But he's, I said, why are you asking me? Because basically they were asking me if I was a doctor because I went in and I did not come out of that room until it was five days later. I was staying in the room. I was happy. I was reading the Bible. I was listening to to, to understand. So... Doctors have trained themselves to do that. So they assumed I was a doctor. Because they could not understand any other profession that would do that. That's one of the reasons I didn't want to be a doctor in the first place. Yeah, Do, do you understand? Yes? So God knew that my walk with them will be alone. People who even say they're pastors may disown me 
that my walk will be alone and thus he created me before i was born that is how he knew my substance do you understand this is not an excuse for your stupidity or my stupidity but you need to listen to god like last week i got an invitation in coaching for a pastors conference first time and i this was prestigious for me okay finally people are recognizing me as a pastor that's a good so i went to the lord with it i said should i go or should i not go he said don't go so that's as all said in spite of the invitation in spite of the recognition that i feel i need from humans god said don't go because everything he will supply all my needs amen and i just have to listen to him do you understand this has nothing to do with the, what i was talking about before concerning the other group or whoever there do this is a pastor pastors of all coaching do you understand so i said no i mean this is what god said so i have to walk alone why I ask God about this. Why do I have to walk alone? Why is it that I can't have someone above me who can guide me? And I remember exactly where I was when God told me this. He said if I were to put someone whom you are accountable to, doesn't mean I'm I'm not accountable. Do you understand if there is something like when Mary and Jerry. Did I get it right? I always say Jerry and Tina because Jerry and Tina were part of my old worship, old ministry. Yeah, you know who Jerry is now, yeah? His wife is Tina. Yeah, but so I always say Jerry and Tina and Anukarshni. It's not Jerry and Tina, it's Jerry and Mary. I said, "Okay, okay." So, forgive me if I ever said that. Yeah, but when I got Mary married to Jerry, I had to ask God for this. Why? Because it is her second marriage. And certain denominations prohibit that. And even the pastors that I know, I consider to be men of God, say it is wrong. But I went to God and God said, "Get them married." Why? Then I said, "I need scriptures." And I share those scriptures in Malachi and everything, a deeper understanding of that. Do you understand? you need to listen to god so that's why i'm telling you it's a case by case basis i'm not saying that if someone else is divorced and they they come to me i'll get them married no i'll only do what god has told me to do but that peculiarity we are a peculiar people that substance god knew god made me like that Do you understand? Otherwise, I'll be a people pleaser, which I'm not. Do you understand? Yes. When I was yet unformed, he made all this character. Do you understand? So, all of this was written down in a book. How John would be, how he would react. Do you understand? Were written down. doesn't make it so because if i'm not in the lord i may 
I'm not saying I do. I may have anger problems. I'm not saying I do. I am the most humblest person in the world, yes? <laughs> do you understand? Yes? But that's not written in that book. But God says what? Come to him, he'll, I'll solve that for you. Do you understand? I, I don't know why God is making me say all these examples. Before, I used to get angry with Anu. Not that I don't get angry with Anu now because obviously every time I get angry, she's at fault. Yes? No. Otherwise, I won't get angry. No. Before, an example is when I used to eat dosha. Yes? Anu, Anu used to make fresh doshas and put it on my plate. Now, I have in my mind a picture of what I'm eating. And that is how this plate is. And she covers all that up with a fresh dosha. And I would look up at her and say, get away from me, Satan. In my words, eh? But I don't call her Satan. I know better, yes? <laughs> Do you understand, yes? And I, then she would say this, and I would yell at her. So why are you doing this? Then finally God got through to me. And I said, okay, God, what is the solution for this? And God told me this, you mean well, I know means better. So does that mean that I have to accept her putting doshas? No, because I get another plate. Because she wants you to have fresh doshas. You want to eat what you have seen. And you, yes, you appreciate fresh doshas, yes. But get another plate. It was simple. So I got another plate and I said, Okay, next time you make fresh dosha, put it in that plate and I will put that. She wanted me to have it immediately, but I haven't finished what I'm eating, yes? Do you understand? Yes? So, like that, God is able to find a solution for anything and everything, no matter how simple or complicated they are. He is wisdom. Do you understand? Now, we'll come back to this. So... Again, I've gone more than an hour, about an hour on this. Um, I, want, I want to teach you this so that you get an understanding of this, a revelation of this as you meditate on this later. Yes? So you understand God has got you, who you are, what you are, everything about you before you were born. And he wrote them down in a book. Yes? That is in one book. Another book, he's got your wanderings after you're born, yes? And your tears, he's bottled up, yes? So he's got a book and a bottle, yes? Normally on earth, people who have a bottle and a book are alcoholics. But God is not an alcoholic, yes? He's the Almighty because you have to have tea with him, yes? Oh, I'm not being reverent, oh no. I'm joking, yes? But do, do you understand? Yes, this is not talking about that. But you understand, now there are bottles... Jesus said, take this cup away from me. There are cups, there are things that you need to understand. What is there according to the word of God, not traditionally, yes? Go to Revelation 20, verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. 
and books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which that's were written that's enough written. that's enough yeah but i saw what books were opened you saw the dead huh why you live in you went to somebody's funeral then that's not what yes that's what the scriptures yeah says but here i'm talking about the books books means plural and then another book that is the book of life yes so there's a multitude of books yes you with me on this yes so god writes down everything why are the books opened because your wanderings if you are in christ are numbered yes if you're not in christ god says no i planned this you did this doesn't match as a mismatch do you understand and that day you cannot say oh i don't know do you understand and god is not going to be all emotional <laughs> obviously there's a mismatch so get away from me even if you are in christ if there's a mismatch and you're not in christ if he doesn't know you what will he do yeah i'm not to understand yes but here i want you to understand that there are books yes <coughs> i explained <coughs> earlier about being absent without official leave if you're absent without official leave from christ god still has got this get back to him. because you number my wanderings put my tears in your bottle are they not in your book yes so you understand nothing takes god by surprise everything is there for a purpose and that is what we are talking about the purpose the purpose is the word in greek prothesis pro in english is pre predetermined that means before it was determined that is the word pro if you translate directly like that as the word baptism pro can mean anything like professional pro is pre yes i want to break down the word purpose yes pre means ahead of time it literally means pre thesis what what is a thesis if you have done your doctorate i don't mean a medical doctorate like a phd you have to write a thesis the thesis is basically how what why when all the reasons behind it god has written it down his plans for us before we were born he did it in advance ahead of time before you were born yes do you understand that is one meaning are you with me on this yes now we are going to study the next meaning also but that is included in the first meaning also go to ephesians 2:10 
For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yes. This was a scripture given to me, I think, way back in 2003, where I had written down in a, in a Bible. And I, ex- I was explained workmanship means the greatest thing that a workman had, workman has created. I found that not to be true. I'm not talking about from Mike. I found that definition not to be true. Because if you, Ranjit, are the greatest thing God has created, then what is with you? Lesser than you? By the term greatest, there can only be one, no? <laughs> Do you understand? That's why you must not understand this traditionally, denominationally, or whatever. Do you understand? The word used for workmanship in Greek is the word poema. It's from that we get the word poem. Yes, but it is a word that describes a master craftsman. That means when he looks at a wood, he knows okay, because he's got experience. Michelangelo, he lived long before you and me. Yeah, he did. He sculpted the statue of David. Yes. So he was asked a question: How did you know this block of marble could be used? for creating the statue of David in the Bible. King David, yes? He said, it's simple. David was already there. I just had to remove what was not of David. What was not David. Do you understand? That is a master craftsman. Do you understand? He can look at a blob of marble and say, okay, this is what it will be. Do you understand? That is what workmanship is. Um, more than that, master craftsman making a seam or a seamstress, a tailor. When you, when I go to a shop, they'll, uh, they say they have 44 or 45 or 46. When, you, when, I, when I pick up a shirt or whatever, do you understand? Suppose I'm 44 and a half. I have to either diet, which is not of God, yes? Because I'm on a seafood diet, yes? When I see food, I eat it, yes? Get it? Ha, ha, ha. No. No. So either I have to choose that or the next size, yes? But when I go to a tailor... He didn't measure my shoulder and say, oh, it's a size 44, no? He just measures that and he makes a shirt exactly that is suitable for me. You understand that, yes? This is the difference between having a ready-made cloth and a tailor. So if you have a master tailor, he's able to look at you and say, okay, this is what Anchu needs to make something Beautiful. Remember, this word is poema. You are God's poem. 
Things may not rhyme. Things may not reason. But God's got this. It's not complete. You're being perfected. But in this book, it is a poem. With rhyme, everything is there in measure. In To understand, yes? That is why we are clothed in Christ. That is what Galatians 3.27 says. When we are clothed in Christ, He tailors us. Remember, He's a master workmanship. Based on what He's written in that book, our measurement exactly. And He gives it to us. And He has already given to us before we were even formed in the mother's womb. Do you understand? If you don't understand this, go through the Hebrews and Dove and I'll, I'll be covering, I have covered this. Do you understand? But go to Ephesians 1.3. Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. Who has blessed us? That's bastards. Where is that bastards? One, he has written it in his book. Two, in Christ. When you come to Christ, that becomes activated. You understand that? Yes? So this is already... So it's... Pointless asking God to give you a new purpose. He's already given that. But you can ask for the healing, infilling of the Holy Spirit. Continually. Yes. Sharpen your axe. There are two different things. Yes. Do you understand? So when things happen, when you are in Christ, you may not understand this at all. But God's got this. Yes. So I want you to understand that God measured us in advance. He knew us. He knew what we wanted. What He wanted in us. He has got, gotten our whole purpose written down. Yes? Before we were even in the mother's womb. Yes? How do, you, how do we know that? Remember this is a teaching. I want to go a little longer and finish this off. Yes? I won't take three, five hours, but as the Lord is, go to Jeremiah 1, 5. And I'm, I'm not going to edit this at all, so that you'll have this in, with all my bad jokes and everything else. Just laugh when you hear them, yes? By faith. Rebecca? Hmm. Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the mothers in the womb, I... Sorry, before huh? I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Oh. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Okay, so before I formed you in the womb, God is saying, He knew Jeremiah, yes? Am I clear? Yes? That is foreknowledge. Now, come to the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. Galatians 1.15 But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through His grace. Yes. So when before 
God knew, I mean, God knew Paul. And when he was in the, in his mother's womb, God separated him. Set him apart. What does that mean? That is part of your calling, yes? Separated him to do what? Not unto his calling, to do what he is called to do right now. Understand this carefully, yes? Yeah? Not separated him to be something you are not. Each one of us has a calling. But we are separated to... This is a process involved, yes? In the mother's womb, God decides whether you're going to be born in India or you're going to be born in Arabia or in America or in Canada or Brazil. That's all depending on where your mother is at that time. Some people are born in airplanes. Some people are born in ships. Do you understand? That's what you do understand. And also a separation for his calling. Remember, Samson was separated. God spoke to his mother saying, he should not cut his hair, he should not drink alcohol. Do you understand? That is a consecration. All of us have that. Yes, remember why I'm saying this. You will understand through the scriptures. Yes. So when it pleased God, yes, that means what? You, you We understand that as, okay, when God was said, okay, now I'll do this. No. Without faith is impossible. It's not an emotion. God wanted the best for you and me. Yes. You understand. Then God himself separated Paul, who was Saul. I told you Saul was not a good guy, yes? Before he became Paul. But God said what? I have set him apart as an apostle. And when Saul went around doing all this nonsense, God said, okay, I got this. This is what I have called him for. Because I know where I am taking him. Because he has agreed to that. I want you to agree to that. John the Baptist. Go to Luke one fifteen. Again, I'm talking about separation, new calling and everything. You, you understand this properly. That's why, what I mean by everything. Yeah. Understand this. It is sequential in some cases. But you need to understand this. Yes? Okay. Read that. Luke one fifteen. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Yes. This is John the Baptist in the Old Covenant. That is why the angel had to tell him he will not, he will not drink wine or strong drink. This is different in the New Covenant because of the blood of Jesus. I'm not going to go into that. Yes, that doesn't mean that, you know, you ought to get drunk. Yeah, no, but do you understand? Yes. Yes, you're clear on that. In his mother's womb. Yes. Okay. So you are not a surprise to God. Your parents may think of you as an accident. Anu has told me several times since her mom is here. She says, I have a daughter like you. How can that be so? And I told Anu, if I were you, I would say, ask Jesus. 
because they're not a surprise. God knew her before that. And God knew that she would mar be marrying a great person like me. Yes? Not funny, it's a, not a joke, yeah, it's real. But do you understand? Somebody fell down laughing, yeah? Okay. <laughs> no. But you understand what I'm saying? You are not an accident. Can you read Psalm 139 one more time? From 13 to 18. I want you to all turn your Bibles there. Because we are talking about God's purpose. Psalm 139 verse 13 to 18. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrote in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than with the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Hallelujah. Joel is a... Okay. Then you, give the, you gave the link, yeah? Okay, good. Because something happened here to the live feed, yeah? But it's okay. But coming back to this. Before we took our first breath, God had written a book that is like a poem. Understand, I last week I spoke about the sound of the song and all, everything. Yes, he's written everything down. Do you understand? In heaven, yes? This does not mean that he wrote down and he planned all the bad stuff that is going to happen to you. That is not planned by God. That is your wanderings, which is numbered, yes? But he wrote how he was going to heal that and fix that in your story. Because he's got a purpose and that purpose is prothesis. That means pre-thesis. That means he's written down our story and measured us and gave us the exact fit that we need in advance. Do you understand? You're wandering seriously and down separately, but you understand that is the first meaning. There is a second word from which we get purpose. We get, we understand. All you have to do is put an S in the Greek. In prothesis, it becomes prosthesis. Prosthesis. What is a prosthesis? When you lose a limp, you have a process. Suppose you lose an arm, they'll make you no thing that looks like an arm. What does that do? What does the process processes do? It restores purpose. Do you understand? Like I said, now with the technology we have, we have arms 
that are better than human hands, that are stronger, that are that can even take up an egg or crush it. The only thing hindering the usage of that is the connection from our brain to the arm. The arm can do this, but how do we signal? How do we translate that signal to what the arm can understand? That is the whole. It's not that the the te- mechanical technology is there. The software needed to interpret that, that will take time, and man, knowing man, will conquer that. Do you understand? And soon you will not know whether it is real or fake. And what may be fake may have more strength than the real. Maybe it can crush this made out of metal. Do you do understand? Yes. But that is what a process is. Is why I'm saying that is because when God restores, He handles. it like a prosthesis prosthesis that means what you have cut off because you of your stupidity god says oh i got this i'll restore do you understand that means what even if your page was torn out from that book it cannot be torn out or oh, the enemy comes in and you go through a broken marriage you lose your business or if you're rejected as a child god says he's got this because i was good at making splotches when i paint because i did not know what painting was my father was very good at painting I told you he and, and you know uh, admitted me to a painting com- competition I asked for a ruler a protractor and they thought I was going to paint something great I drew the indian flag and gave it to them because with the ruler you can do three lines with the protractor you can do a circle and with the scale you can do 24 oh, I did that and I gave it to them and this is this is Samuel Johnson because he could draw you sitting where you are do you understand i could not do that i can draw you but it will not look like you i don't know what it'll look like but do you, do you understand yes so i was good at making splotches even that god says i got this do you understand there are some pages in our life which are not good some of you are struggling because of abortions that you had i'm not talking about the wives alone i'm talking even the husbands because they were involved god says he's got this amen he'll restore your purpose that is in the past even if you knew christ it's in the past god wants you to know that nothing catches him by surprise he wrote down your story his plans to restore you and your purpose will be fulfilled 100% because he transforms whatever he ha- whatever happened in your life to interrupt that story to make it an ugly story remember i told you all of you are ugly except me yes 
He writes that chapter red in the blood of Jesus. Your wanderings, I said, he writes down in your tears. This is, these are my words, yes, but do you understand? He's written down that blood red in the blood of his son. And from then on, you're living that reborn part of the book. Do you understand? Saul, before he became Paul, was a murderer, yes? Yet, in 2 Corinthians 7, 2, he says, We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. How dare he say that? Can he say that to the mother of the son he killed? But he dares to say that because he is in Christ. The blood of Jesus speaks for him. How much more in your life? Why I say how much more is stop condemning yourself. That is purpose. Process. You may have cut off, but God's got this. Hallelujah. We need this revelation. Like I said, there are abortions. There are other things in your life. There are times we experience setbacks. We need to know that the word for purpose in Romans 8.28 is also the word for restored purpose. That is God's plan for you to make it all work for your good. Amen? It's not spooky. Do you understand? Now, I'll end with this. All of you can breathe a sigh of relief, yes? Hallelujah. How many of you have heard of John Newton? You've heard the song we sang, Amazing Grace, that saved a wretch like him? Yes? Or like you? Yes. Do you understand? Not like me, yeah? That is John Newton. Amazing grace that saved a wretch like me, yes? A wretched man that I am, yes? John Newton, before he met Christ, was a slave trader. That is despicable because he pulled people apart out from their families and he sold them for money. The souls of men and women and children. And then when he met Christ, he wrote this song called Amazing Grace, which we still sing today. It's, in fact, it's one of the most popular tunes. When there was a meeting of all Kerala bakers, someone found out that I could sing. I said, yes, I sing, but only to for crowd clearance but he gave me the mic and said sing so I sang Amazing Grace and the anointing of the Lord hit the place not because of my singing but because of who God is I'm saying that because it is John Newton who wrote that song and the whole hall 
They were stabbing 200, 300 people. Felt silent because I knew that drunk people were sober because who the Lord is. Do you understand? This is John Newton. Before he was slave trader, now no more. His past is no more. He wrote the song. Then he became a pastor. So I have good examples, a cloud of witnesses. I was not a slave trader, but you understand, yes? When he became a pastor, a pastor is someone who teaches the word of God, who hears from God, yes? He was the pastor of someone called William Wilberforce. You may not have heard of him, but if you had studied the history that was two or three generations before, you would know who he is. He was used more than any other person in ending slavery. He's responsible for eradicating slavery from the British Empire. Where did he get all that from? From John Newton, who was a slave trader. But he met Christ and he changed. If he can change, so can you. I say that you are rascalized in Christ, yes? So your wrong decision is never as powerful as the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Now, meditate on this scripture. I want all of you to turn your Bible to Psalm 29. And I'm going to read from verse 10 to 11. I just want you to meditate on this. Yes? Psalm 29, verse 10 to 11. Are you all there? Yes. It says, The Lord sat enthroned at the flood. And the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Who is Lord? I, I suppose you are not concerned. Who is Lord? Jesus. Remember, the Lord sat, pastors, enthroned in the flood. That means there was a flood going on. And what did the Lord do? He just sat, looked. How many of you are going through the same thing? My question to you is, are you suffering because of a flood which was a judgment from God? Or are you in the ark with Noah? <laughs> because God warned you before it's going to rain there's going to be a flood get in the ark if you don't listen when you go through that flood you can say oh he just sits enthroned in his throne and I'm calling out to him no it's his judgment that there's a flood 
He's already declared that. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Again, this is not a message of condemnation. Get back to him and he will restore. Amen? Don't look gloomy because I've said this. You have a choice. Get back to him, yes? And he says, and sat is past, yes? And the Lord sits as king forever. Sits is continuous. It can be the present tense, yes? It can be in the future. He sits as what? King. Who is the king of kings? Jesus, obviously, yes? The Lord, Jesus, will give strength to his people. Are you not his people? Don't say no. Don't doubt about doubt it. You are his people. Amen. You may have walked away, but you are his people. Is that clear? He will restore you and me. And he'll not only restore, he'll give us strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Now is this all making sense. Yes? And the Lord will bless his people with peace. Two things. The blessing of the Lord adds no sorrow. Yes? And then the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart in Christ Jesus. Amen? That is what the Lord is blessing you with now. Remember I told you what during worship that the Lord is restoring what? Our life to Him. And He's granting peace, yes? This is there, I don't know, maybe in two recordings or whatever. Do you understand, yes? So you can go through that. Take time to go through that. If you were just here to satisfy your guilt and your conscience, then as the world says, good luck with that. How's it going for you? But if you're here to strengthen yourself in the Lord as David did, and if he is real to you, then you will know the difference. Because there is a difference in those who serve him and those who do not. I'm not saying this to condemn you. I'm telling you all this so that I know that you will come to the Lord wherever you are. And he will save you. Not because of your goodness, but because he is good. Not because of your faithfulness or unfaithfulness, but because of his faithfulness. Because of his grace. Amen? Let's all stand up.